Hello, friends, and welcome to the Dimension of Our Midnight Cake, a weekly transmission from the Nexus of Realities. I'm Soltis, and joining me is my friend and fellow transdimensional being, Doug. Yeah, it's more, uh, I was saying, you know, it's more like um, un, uncomic con. <laughs> the Necronon Comic Con. There, there you go. <laughs> I was going to give you a new pun. Yep, there we go. Beaches and Lumberdor are both taking care of their own interdimensional business. So maybe they'll join us later on. I don't know. San Diego Comic-Con is still a thing, and it just wrapped up fairly recently. So a little bit of history. The San Diego Comic-Con International is a comic book convention and nonprofit multi-genre entertainment event held annually in San Diego, California since 1970. The convention was founded as the Golden State Comic Book Convention in 1970 by a group of San Diegans that included Shell Dorf, Richard Alf, Ken Kruger, Ron Graff, and Mike Towery. Dorf said during an interview that he hoped the first con would bring in maybe 500 attendees. Originally showcasing primarily comic books and science fiction, fantasy-related film, television, and similar popular arts, the convention has since included a larger range of pop culture and entertainment elements across virtually all genres, including horror, Western animation, anime, manga, toys, collectible card games, video games, web comics, and fantasy novels. In 2010, and each year subsequently, it filled the San Diego Convention Center to capacity with more than 130,000 people in attendance. In addition to drawing huge crowds, the event holds several Guinness World Records, including the largest annual comic and pop culture festival in the world. Along with panels, seminars, and workshops with comic book professionals, there are previews of upcoming feature films and portfolio review sessions with top comic book and video game companies. Evenings include events such as award ceremonies, the annual masquerade costume contest, and the Comic-Con International Independent Film Festival, which showcases shorts and feature-length movies that do not have distribution or distribution deals. If you're interested in attending next year, the next scheduled Comic-Con will begin on July 20th, 2023. So we've come to the Nexus to discuss some of the things that have been announced, some of the projects that are in the works. And if you enjoy our discussions and would like to contribute or get in contact with us, consider visiting our website at ourmidnightcake.com, liking, subscribing, and sharing the transmission with your friends. I know that last week I said that we would be focused on idiocracy, but because of San Diego Comic-Con, I thought that, oh, hey, this might be something fun to talk about. So idiocracy will be next week. And for all of you who had your heart set on that, I can only apologize. I mean, seriously, it's like tons of like movies and TV shows. And it's like, ah, there's this little sliver of comics or something. I yeah, I saw that there was a crossover between Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and the Power Rangers that is getting, yep. uh, you know, something <laughs> for that. They see like Batman and Spawn. Yeah, they're something. doing another crossover. Which I There's guess happened before. I the don't New know. Mutants. And then everything else is this pop culture machine, mm -hmm. you know, where I feel like maybe before comic conventions were like, if you wanted to be a comic artist, it could be like a place where you could kind of break in to the industry, like meet people, connect, 
yeah do some get, networking. Co- get cool art from people yeah you know and now it's like network executives everywhere i don't know <laughs> oh i loved going to comic conventions you know i i never went to very many and so i'm just like it, it, do you think that's a shift that's happened i feel like you know more of this world than me but i'm curious I I do. You know, when Marvel started launching the MCU and I was going to say since everything, the yeah, like, MCU, yeah, 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 basically <laughs> since the MCU, it's, it started to go down. <laughs> and I always thought it was fantastic that these other industries would come to the comic conventions. Like, uh, I got to meet all kinds of really cool voice actors and mm. you know, musicians, movie stars, TV stars, and that was all really fun for me. And going to their panels and getting a, a little bit of insight into their creative process. But I always loved meeting the comic book artists. Yeah. And just sharing a moment as they so kindly would draw something in my sketchbook. Totally. I love finding videos of artists at cons, like on YouTube or something, like doing art. I just, it's hypnotically awesome. Mm-hmm. I saw a lot of stuff with, uh, Chris Omni is is one of my favorites right now. He had a big run on Daredevil and his stuff is so good. Oh, but I love, I love that. I guess it's still out there in some form. I, I don't really go to these, but it almost seems like it's kind of shifted from like that industry to like more of a mainstream movie TV thing or something. That's just me as an outside observer. I don't know. The studio is reorganizing and trying to figure out what, but the comic books do not seem to be anybody's focus. Uh, they don't seem to be Marvel's focus under Disney. They don't seem to be DC's focus under Warner Brothers. So it's really a wonderful time for independent creators, like with the Ripperverse. Ah, uh, now that's what you were talking about a few weeks ago, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Raised over $3 million while a, a lot of people have been saying, oh yeah, people don't want original characters, but people do. More power to them and the other independent creators for getting their stories out and putting in the work to build up a fan base and make something. Totally. I admire that I, incredibly. I saw um, the Humble Bundle, you know, that they'll sell stuff at like a discounted price and it goes to charity and all this. Like they're doing a run of Image Comics this week. I think I sent that to you guys. because Oh, yes. It's like, the, it's like the 30th anniversary of Image. I don't know. That's kind of cool. But, you know, do you think that's like a bunch of guys that like rebelled against the machine, right? They're mm-hmm. like, hey, we're worth more than you say we are. And they went off and started their own thing. And now like here it is still now producing, you know, some, of course, something like The Walking Dead now is ubiquitous. But that was like a very original, like edgy kind of thing when it first came out, you know? Oh, um, indeed. Totally. And and I love a lot of stuff that comes out of image still today. That's probably a lot of what's sitting on my bookshelf, something like invincible or, you know, the walking dead or something like that. Oh, Hey, here's Lumberdor. Lumberdor. Hey, what's up? I'd say more broadly, we're talking about um, indie comics and how we feel okay. like there aren't many comics at comic con nowadays so yeah it's more of a media con a lot of the companies will save their best stuff or what they expect to be their best stuff for their own in-house festivals and conventions and things oh that's interesting just, you know that's, uh, <laughs> that's your classic um netflix just created this beast of labyrinth of other everybody creates their own streaming service and now they have uh-huh. to all have their they have to have their version of the Nintendo Direct or the uh, Apple WWDC or whatever. Yeah. 
So was there anything that caught your eye as something that you might be interested in as far as different series or something that was announced? I don't pay attention to news all that much. So I saw some emails about some cool new action figures that nice. caught my eye. Nice. I kind of action wish figures are always cool. Action <laughs> figures are always good, buddy. So I may uh, snag a, a Black Panther Hot Toys uh, if I can swing that eventually just because i missed the original one mm. there's some other cool stuff i saw like uh they're gonna be doing some more retro wwe figures i think like a wrestlemania set that had like i missed mr. that mr That's t awesome. and roddy piper and um oh okay. bob orton and mean gene <laughs> And then there's going to oh, be another. I would love to have Mean Gene Okerlund on my bookshelf. Okay, <laughs> there's. I think there's a ringside exclusive set that, um, which is a comp, an online company. They're going to have an NWO set that's like Hollywood Hogan, Nash, uh, all like the takeover six. of Nitro. Yeah, uh-huh. I already need to start saving for all those for the shelf space <laughs> I don't have because I'm totally interested in all of them. You've got to add more shelf, more shelves. And I just got you've my, got to add more things to shelves. I just got my heels and faces line from uh the zach Ryder did a while nice. back it came with like uh him and sabu i think and earl hebner and a few others which are based on that same original it's style. In that style yeah there's so there's this wrestler that I, was he released or did he leave i don't know there were so many i think he might have been released but there were so many around that time that got released or left had planned on leaving around the same time but he's he's a massive nerd about um toys yeah and and specifically classical wrestling toys and figures and And he he has like podcasts and like a youtube thing yeah Yeah. all the classic like 80s and 90s kind of and he started he started commissioning his own stuff like in a similar style to carry on that spirit but with like more modern things that would be overlooked. Like Sabu is an indie wrestler in Japan and ECW who, you know, wrestled in like barbed wire matches and all these crazy, he was Any of the craziest nuts. thing you could think of that people shouldn't do, he probably did it and did it with style. No, but he's someone that's not getting an action figure. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. kind of cool. Like some of his heroes are being immortalized in, if you can call it that, in plastic. <laughs> so... We have some Marvel animated stuff and we get uh daredevil in the Spider-Man stuff. Yep. I don't know what to think of them announcing this daredevil show. I'm a little, I'm a little torn because I love I the original too. dare or the original. I love the daredevil. Here's the thing. The, the Fox. You had, you had the, the trial of the incredible Hulk. Okay. Which was an yep. old, made for tv movie with bill bixby and it had uh wilson fisk the kingpin played by john rise davies i kid you not mm-hmm. he was awesome and it had daredevil in it and i loved it because daredevil and the hulk are my two favorite comic characters okay and then this this daredevil oh, you show must for netflix really be looking forward to she hulk well, attorney at law <laughs> uh, we'll get into that in a sec well i was just like you're playing with my heart, Netflix, with this Daredevil series. And then it was awesome, right? It was so good. Uh-huh. And now they're doing Daredevil Born Again, which Born uh-huh. Again is one of the most famous Daredevil storylines. incredibly lines. iconic story. Yeah, it's a great And I'm story. just like, I just, I don't know that they have the guts to pull it off. 
especially when the way they're reintroducing him is She-Hulk, as you said. <laughs> that looks like an absolute train wreck. Yeah, and I I feel really bad for these VFX artists that Disney oh, yeah. is using. I'm thinking they must just be getting put through the ringer or something. I don't know. It's got to yeah. be because you know they're talented. Yeah, the deadlines must yeah, but, be insane. I mean, I know some of that just from like my love of cartoons, like the quick turnaround. So I know it's mm-hmm. going to be twice as hard for some of these digital artists. And the freaking Geico wizard looks better it, than. than <laughs> oh, that's oh. You know, that's a that's a nice one right there. Mark that one. Hey, we just the man welcome himself. To, welcome to the. What are you talking years. about? I'm complaining about the Hulk. You don't like talking Hulk. Being a Hulk oh. is a big responsibility. I'm like, shut the f- nah. <laughs> Beaches, is there anything that you are excited for? Hit us with your favorite Comic-Con announcement. Oh, yeah. it wasn't there in Comic-Con? <laughs> no, you're with me. You're with me and you're All just excited about still. Beavis and Butthead and nothing else. Yes, so. yes. No, I'll be watching that. <laughs> I tried to watch Beavis and Butthead do the universe, but my Paramount Plus cut out. No. And I got to say, it's really, it's the worst streaming service. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah the, it speaking. is. And that bugs me because it has all my old classic Nickelodeon content that I enjoy. <laughs> it does bother me about that. So when I, when I was younger, the first run of the and Butthead, I, I would watch two things with my grandfather. I would watch Looney Tunes and we would watch Beavis and Butthead together. Nice. And uh, <laughs> nice. my extremely conservative Southern grandfather. <laughs> working man he thought it was hilarious <laughs> my mom would watch all the wrong things with me like the Mary for children the saturday night live uh the south park took took uh took us to see the movie you know um, <laughs> amazing amazing but for some reason <laughs> for some reason beavis and butthead was the thing she had to pretend not to like <laughs> Something I did not care as much for that I thought I should have was that last Ronin comic. Oh, really? You know, with yeah. all the rave reviews and the the high sales and everything, it just it just didn't do it for me. I I, I enjoyed it as a one off story, but it, as like where they might end up, I didn't really. That's not really what's in my imagination. <laughs> oh, it's like a like a what if? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's not really a, a proper follow-up to anything, but it, it feels most like, I guess, the classic comics. In fact, there are sections in it that are drawn like the original comics. Like when they do certain flashbacks, um, it'll look just like the, the Eastman and Laird comics. Like, like the gray tones and stuff and everything? Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice, nice. Um, I so thought that I, was distinctive I, I, to not, them. I'm not upset that I read it, but... <laughs> It's, it's not quite what I was hoping for. And in contrast, I think now that I've watched all of the Rise show, I'm re- actually really excited for that movie. It's not everything about it uh, hits just right, but the animation, I think, the action anyway, is it's fantastic. Got one of the, some of the best action animation I've seen in U.S. cartoons in a long time. Also, um, the Predator prequel, Prey, is uh, premiering on Hulu. So I'll be watching that. That looks I interesting. Have no too. interest at all in that. <laughs> I'll end up watching it. Yeah, I'll watch it. It can't be I any will. worse than the last uh, the Jane Black movie. You know, I'll I'll wait till I see it to make up my mind. But uh, 
No, my mind's made up. I have no interest at all. See, even as I was bashing She-Hulk earlier, I'm like, I don't want to totally bash something just based off trailers, but... No, no, no. You totally should. This is, this is what they have presented to try and get you to watch it. If it's garbage right out of the gate. It's, it's not really presenting something. I've, I've never been a trailers person, though. Like Stuff I love, I'll go back, even like Planet Apes, stuff like that. There could be a tick movie tomorrow and Lumberdor would not have seen the trailer. <laughs> That's accurate. I've said this multiple times. Unless one of y'all send me the trailer, <laughs> I have not seen it. So, And sometimes there, not even then. <laughs> is there... Sorry. An MCU project that you're interested in, Beaches, at all? Did oh, they say anything wow. that you're interested in that you might have hope for? Let's see. I've never cared about the Fantastic Four. I enjoyed two-thirds of the Blade movies, so <laughs> I'm excited to see what they do with that. I've been plowing through Miss Marvel just because I'll probably see that movie, but I can't okay. say that I'm, I'm that interested in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if you've heard about the reveal at the end of Miss Marvel. No, no, nope, um, you can reveal it to us because we won't first, watch it. She's the first mutant. Oh, boo! Yeah, yeah. Wait, it's kinda, what? Kind of underwhelming. I have that's apocalypse? the only episode I haven't seen, so yeah, I can't a, really comment on it. But that's how, how is she a mutant? Well, she got her thing, powers from the thing the... that's giving her her powers is only kind of tapping into her latent mutant ability. No. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. By and large, I'm completely underwhelmed by anything that Disney is doing with Marvel. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, but there are two. There are two projects that I'm very excited for. Okay. One is season four of the Dragon Prince. I don't know if that's a series that you guys are familiar with. I've watched part of it. I've enjoyed what I've watched. Yeah, um, it's on Netflix. Okay. But it's been... They just keep pulling you back in. Hiatus for (laughs) three years or so. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, From from season three to season four. And then uh, three more series or three more seasons have been announced with nine episodes each. And I hope that it will continue to be a fun story. What's, What's the other one? The other one is Berserker. Oh, oh, interesting. The comics was created by Keanu Reeves and Matt Kent, yeah. illustrated yeah, yeah. by Ron Garney's style mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, yeah. Yep. There's going to be a live action movie where Keanu stars as B, and then they're doing the an anime series as well, also on Netflix. Cool. Is this, is this kind of like when he did Man of Tai Chi and he's just like, you know what? I can make this movie if I freaking want to, so I'm going to do it. Is it just I like... I don't know. I, I don't know, but I'm interested I in so. it. The, <laughs> I love the, the anime Man studio that they have doing, okay. doing it is uh, Production IG, which is a fantastic anime house. They've done uh, really? a lot of the Ghost in the Shell, oh, okay, Psychopaths, okay. uh, Fully Cooley, and tons of other stuff. Yeah, Fully Cooley, gotcha. I've heard of those. That seems like like that's going to be something worth checking out. You know, that's that's something that's not um how to put this. Like so many so much of the stuff that makes us apathetic seems like it's born of some algorithm, which is boring. Yes. Yeah. It's it's mining their analytics. Well, it's them mining their analytics on people until they've lost their minds. And that actually seems like something creative and original and fun. Thank you for joining us in the dimension of our Midnight Cape. We hope you'll visit us again. From myself, 
Lumberdor, Beaches, and Doug. Thank you, and good night. Where is the um, the Peter Dinklage um, toxic? He's under your chair. I know. I haven't heard anything about it. I thought I, I had heard they were done filming. They're they're what doing a remake of the Toxic Avenger with Peter Dinklage. Yes, <laughs> Peter Dinklage is Toxic Avenger. What? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and and. I kid you not. I have never Be- I haven't heard anything about this. This is why we have so much fun here, Beaches, because that is what? on my list of movies right. for us to watch together. I put it on there long ago. <laughs> I had no idea about this. I think when they announced him, that I was like, this is going on the ridiculous. list. It, it will have to be that, fantastic. That, that actually, that reminds me of something, a potentially hurtful story I have to tell about Doug. <laughs> <laughs> what's this and i was reminded because of an episode of seinfeld i saw it it's probably months back i've been trying to relay this story since (laughs) very good never comes up and seinfeld's uh, awkwardness where where you and lumberdor and i were supposed to go see sky captain in the world of tomorrow (laughs) okay and lumberdor totally ditches (laughs) (laughs) so we decide to go anyway and the entire ride up there i'm like who is this guy (laughs) That's awesome. <laughs> the episode of Seinfeld was it was where the three of them, minus Kramer, were going to a movie and Jerry had to step out. So then it was it was George and Elaine like, why are we friends? Are we friends? <laughs> why are we here? <laughs> well, Seinfeld's the glue that holds it all together. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. That's Jerry Seinfeld. And fortunately, it was an awful movie. So. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Well, I don't even remember going to see I don't even remember going to see that movie, so that's. <laughs> I don't remember this at all. He doesn't even it, remember. It left you. that much of an impression on you. What about <laughs> Spider Man Three? Now, Spider Man Three, I skipped uh, my college graduation to go see. Yep, um, yep. Because I did not give a crap, and um, and I skipped I still think college it was, graduation. <laughs> I still think it was time better. Spent. I was there, not at Spider. I don't know. I saw Spider Man Three. <laughs> in the theaters and there was a, a fight that broke out because the theater was so packed and oh somebody was sitting we, we had assigned seats and somebody was sitting in somebody else's seat and they didn't want to move so a fight broke out and that delayed <laughs> the movie while the police came to deal with it. okay so was the was the fight better than the movie though yes yes it was the movie was horrible <laughs> Right. Whose idea was it to have Topher Grace's voice coming out of it? <laughs> I don't know. All right. Oh, I gotta go. Yeah, that was, that okay. Was, well, right. thanks for stopping by. Thanks for dropping yep. in. <laughs>